all all like old head coaches that that failed to have success in the NFL are just just migrate down to Houston. It's like a nursing it home for bad coaches. David Cully, the new head coach, <laughs> could not even pronounce the word analytics correctly. Who you betting on? Always on black fast stats in the pocket hole squad fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, who forgot to say his cue line, and Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston. <laughs> I didn't know we were still doing What's that. going on, people? There we Hello go. That's Dangles. what I wanted. Today, we are heading into another division, the AFC South, with our MFK divisional preview. As always, we'll be Mary fucking killing, sorry, Mrs. Crookston, the entirety of the division, going through who we think is going to take the crown, who we think is going to be at the bottom of the barrel, and believe me, there's a lot of bottom of the barrel when it comes to this division. And at the end of the show, we'll be giving out each of the hosts We'll be giving out a season-long win total that you can take to the bank right now. But as we've done this whole entire week, and we will continue to do next week with the NFC, we cannot break these divisions down alone, so we have a friend of the show to help us talk about this division. So let me introduce our guest for the day. You can find him on Twitter, at Austin Huff, and from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., he is on US 99 Chicago with Melissa and Austin in the morning. Performing alongside such characters as Court Freeman, Whispering Wendy, and Four-Fingered Fred. When this man's not talking to middle-aged moms in their minivan stuck on I-90, you can hear him as a host on the Titans Up pod. I am very excited to have him on the show today, so please welcome for the first time ever, Mr. We Couldn't Get Aubrey, But We Got Austin Huff. Welcome to the show, Austin. I, right now, I don't know if you would want Aubrey. <laughs> I was going to say, are we, are we doing a good thing by comparing our guest immediately off the bat to a reviled Twitter personality and former baseball joke, player? Dangles. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would, be, that would be a totally different podcast. It would be such Aubrey a different a, podcast. A, a He'd walk away in five minutes, and so would we. Completely different. I mean, after seeing the last name, I couldn't go there. I'm, ha- I'm happy we got that out of the way. Yeah. You have the podcast for the titans you also have corked bats i want to talk about corked bats for a bit that's a website you started yeah 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 so it's like a it's a website we do it we have podcasts we have uh we have videos uh uh blogs it, it's we do a bunch of different stuff but it's me and a few other guys and really it's just a website that uh we we'd like to make people laugh with it's you know we, we don't take ourselves too seriously so we kind of hope people don't take us too seriously but that's um, right up our alley. yeah right yeah right so um absolutely we do a lot of q and on uh conspiracies too just to keep with the aubrey huff thing perfect. going oh uh, good yeah good, good. perfect <laughs> absolutely perfect well you do have the titans up pod as well is that your favorite team uh yes yeah yeah it's i and i am i am extremely homerish i'm gonna try not to be today uh but uh, i am I am a huge, been a Titans fan since they, they made the trip over to Nashville. I grew up in Nashville and, um, and so I've just been, I've been a diehard. So it's a great town. It's where I did my bachelor party. And I think I might've been the only bachelor party there that weekend. (laughs) Bachelorette party fucking central. I was going to say that might be the first bachelor party I've ever heard hit Nashville. (laughs) Nashville surpassed Vegas as the number one bachelorette party, uh, destination spot in, uh, I, I want to say like five years ago, 
And it is now if you if you have a bunch of single dudes in your bachelor party group, like that's it's perfect. Great, right? Otherwise, yeah, it's exactly. dangerous. Otherwise, <laughs> but also, yeah. <laughs> or just boring. Austin, have you ever seen a man? Have you ever seen a man in a Tiger's windbreak and a Jacksonville Jaguars hat on Broadway? Though that's the real question. No, no, not, not at all. And I was gonna say the having the Jaguars hat on. I was a little nervous. I was like wondering if I was getting like uh, ambushed right now. Like you bring on no, the Titans no. guy. What in what way? In what way could the Jaguars possibly ambush the Titans? There's not even we're not even like talking about they're almost not even playing the same sport. I'm hopeful things will change. They're kind of like my little brother team because I used to cover them. But uh, no, I, I don't even think they were in the talking in the same ballpark here because if Trevor Lawrence stinks, that whole team stinks. That's that's true. That's true. Uh, well, right now, with the way Urban Meyer's talking, it, you don't even know if Trevor Lawrence is going to start. <laughs> Might be the man who looks like me, Mr. Gardner Minshew. It's going to be an interesting division. You I'm a little bit worried Gardner. about some of the players. I'm a little bit worried about some of the teams. There's a lot of question marks with all of these teams, but that's why we're bringing in a friend today to dive into it to give out the marry fuck kill again the marry is the team that we think is going to win the division the fuck is the team that we think is going to be frisky again sorry mrs crookston for all the cursing and the kill is the team that we think is going to perform under expectations again at the end of the show we're doing the season-long win total bet i'm excited to get into it but a little hesitant because personally this has been the hardest division for me to prognosticate on i don't know if you guys feel the same austin you have a, a, a love for these titans but you also know these division teams better than anyone else because you play them twice a year do you think you have a good feel on how this division outlook is going to be not at all no yeah. <laughs> like that that's the thing about this division. and that's i was looking at the uh, i was looking at the win over unders before coming on here and it's it's wild because so much can go into it obviously the texans are the texans they're gonna suck uh yeah they're the yep. whether they have deshaun watson or not uh they're going to suck the jaguars yep the Jaguars are one of those sneaky teams that like where they're getting better. They're getting more, more talent. I honestly, what they were, what two and or one in 15 last season, one in 15, but they were, <laughs> but 15. it was weird. They were, they were more talented than a one in 15 team. Like if we took all Correct. the one in 15 teams in NFL history, the Jaguars would have been, the Super Bowl champions of that. I group. think that's yeah. attributable to a couple of games having to rely on Jake Luton and some bad games right. from Gardner Minshew. There, there were a lot of things that didn't. I mean, James Robinson was like the lone bright spot on that team last year, and I like James Robinson a yeah. lot. Like, I think he's a really good back, and I think uh, someone was asking me the other day, like, who are my sleepers at running back? And I, James Robinson, was one of the top names I listed because I think he's such a good, he's such a good little player, and. I honestly think Gardner Minshew is better than a lot of people give him credit for. I agree. For. He uh, is. He absolutely think, is. He won I, games for them. He won games he, for them during and not just during Minshew Mania. Or not <laughs> yeah. one game. Not just during Minshew Mania. No, but the season before when he really like he won he won a couple of football games for them. Well, and he did something in Jacksonville which that town so desperately needs something to hang on to related to the Jaguars because every year it's it, you know we're since Saxonville it's you know we're getting back towards the Baguars years when I was there yeah well in week two I remember Gardner Minshew nearly single-handedly beat the Titans uh mm -hmm. at the beginning of the season last year it was it was like a 45-44 shootout or something it was something crazy like that but Gardner Minshew was connecting on throws that I was like my God! Great like, connection dude. with DJ Chark and Lavisca Chenault had a great season last year as well. I mean, I, I think you're right to not necessarily write them off, even if right. Trevor Lawrence isn't the savior a lot of people think he'll be. I think their ceiling is like seven wins, which is funny because their uh, what is their yeah their win total is six and a half. Yep. Uh, what I found. Yep. So uh, so I mean I I think that's their ultimate ceiling, whether it's Trevor Lawrence or Gardner Minshew. 
but I think they are definitely much improved from last season. That's for sure. I agree. The question mark to me, and I know Drew has the same question mark as a Michigan boy, is Urban Meyer. Is Urban Meyer ready for the big leagues? He's been out of coaching for so long. Uh, yeah. He's taking his new, his you know, he's very much old school mindset. And will that work with professionals? Obviously, the whole Tebow shenanigan didn't work out to anyone's plan like we all saw coming. And if Urban can't see that coming, I'm a little bit worried about what the season is to bring. Drew, do you have anything to say on this division before we dive into the Mary Fuck Kill? I'm going to try to refrain from being too critical of, of Urban Meyer. I really am. But, however, you know, you, you see this, the Jaguars. W- w- let's, give the, let's call them who they were last year. And I do agree with Austin. They were the most talented 1-15 team in fucking NFL history. I mean, goddamn. They were, they were right there. They almost, but they won a game. Okay, so their over-under here is six and a half, meaning, you know, the market's saying they're five wins better. Now, we've seen, this, we've seen this movie before. Pete Carroll, his first time coming to the pros from college. Chip Kelly, short-lived success. Obviously, John Gruden uh, coming back from a long hiatus with really no results to, to speak of in three years. I'm just very, very skeptical. Now, I do think the roster has improved greatly. Uh, obviously, Trevor Lawrence is, is number one pick. We're going to see what he can do. Um, and like Dangle said, I, I think it's really contingent on his performance of how the Jaguars will do. But I'm so quick. I just, I just, I just can't, I can't buy into the hype of the Jaguars with the market saying they're going to win seven games. Now, I could be wrong. And again, I'm probably not as biased because I'm not an Urban Meyer guy myself. However, I just think that's a tall, that's a tall task I think for you're NFL skeptical team with who had reason. the number one, overall, number one overall pick to win seven games. After they won one last year, I'm just I'm just skeptical. I think of it. you're saying, I think you're skeptical yeah. for good reasons. And to put a bow on that, I was just sort of looking at this table, uh, uh, th- uh, courtesy of uh, Football Outsiders, of the 13 coaches who have taken over franchises in the 2000s. Only three of them have winning records at the end after after that's all done. That's Bill O'Brien, if you can believe it, uh, Jim Harbaugh, and Chip and Chip Kelly, who only was five games over 500. Everyone else has a losing record, and a lot of these numbers are small, as in like one season. So the the history does not bode well for Urban Meyer. And I think we've all seen those examples, the Lane Kiffins, um, you know, the Bobby Petrinos, the Greg Shianos. Well, that just even if you do get like a like worked out. four or five or like even if you do get instant success from Urban Meyer or the Jaguars, it's only going to last for like five or six seasons. And then he's going to retire because of health issues. Health so issues. Always. Yeah. He's, he's a, he needs to be a healthy man. But I will say that Austin, he signed he signed his family pact that he was going to spend more time with his daughters before. So he signed the family pact. He's all good. He'll retire. And then right. he yeah, has. Yeah. Yeah, and then, sign and then him right instantly back. took, yeah, instantly took that job with ESPN and traveled around the country. Urban Meyer used to be a member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Okay, I will not hear his name defamed on another Evergreen show. But when it comes to Jacksonville's win total, I will say I'm not a big schedule reader in advance of the season before we know how these teams look. But Jacksonville's first four games at Houston, Denver, Arizona, at Cincinnati. Not exactly a murderer's row to start the season. So if Jacksonville's even Mm -hmm. a little bit feisty, they could chip away at that 6.5 total early in the year. But let's move on to the Mary Fuck Kill. And I want to get something out of the way fast. Are we all killing the Texans? Uh, is anybody going to make an argument to kill someone else other than the Houston yeah. Texans? Please Absolutely speak not. free now or forever hold your peace. No. They no, might be no, the no. worst team in the league. I have for the last two years on this show correctly predicted the one first overall pick 
in the NFL each year to big money, especially when Cincinnati got Joe Burrow. This year, I have a team that I'm going to be giving out in our uh, future show coming on September 6th, and it's not going to be Houston, but I don't know if I can actually give it out because of how bad Houston is. Their uh, season win total is four wins only, the lowest by far out of anybody other than Drew's shitty Lions at 4.5. It's going to be a terrible year for Houston with or without Deshaun Watson. And I will say this, though. When I was watching them in the preseason, I near jumped out of my chair when I saw Lovey Smith on the sideline as their defensive coordinator. (laughs) I had no clue that that man was back in the NFL, but he is. He coached there, like Illinois for a long time, yeah. didn't he? I think yeah. he was the coach at yeah. Illinois. And, and, is Romeo Cornell still there? Kicked the f out. All all like old head coaches that, that failed to have success in the NFL are just just migrate down to Houston. It's like a nursing home for bad coaches. David Culley, the new head coach, <laughs> could not even pronounce the word analytics correctly. It's just. <laughs> I, if you're a Houston Texans fan, do you have any hope? Romeo, now, by the way, senior advisor for football performance for the Houston Texans. Let's see how of, that goes. Of course he is. Yeah, because you could. <laughs> I could think of no better senior advisor for football performance than Romeo. How is, that just reads has been put out to pasture. Are we sure they haven't rehired Bill O'Brien back onto the roster? Like Bring, him the staff? <laughs> Bring him back. Bring him back. What's Hugh Jackson doing? Bring him down to Houston. Let's do it. I, I will say I do miss that chin dimple in the league. Like. <laughs> That is one thing that I do miss. None like it. It's great for like catching milk after you're eating your cereal. But let's move on to the teams that matter. Let's start with the Mary. We're going to go to our guest first. Again, you are the Titans fan, but you said you weren't going to be a homer. They're a contender in this division, however. Who are you marrying in this division for this year? Right. I always hate it when I'm like listening to a podcast and like a guest from like a a team-specific podcast joins on and like is super... Like all they do is talk about their own team and and like praise their the the team that they cover and that they watch the most. It's being a homer is honestly one of my biggest pet peeves in all of sports talk radio. With that said, the Titans are my Mary without question. <laughs> it's like I'm not marrying anyone else. And I'll say this: it's partly because this Titans offense is going to be incredible if they all Dynamite. stay healthy. If Derrick Henry stays healthy, really, that's the biggest thing. If he goes down, forget everything I'm about to say, but. <laughs> Because that entire offense revolves around him. In fact, I don't, I, and I assume uh, based on your background that you, Tony, you are a Packers guy, a diehard Packers fan. Well, and Fellow that must be a concern, though, right? The because NFL team. I mean, look, they just paid, right? You know, just give Ryan Tannehill a big extension. He had, you know, a big year last year, obviously. You bring in a future Hall of Fame wide receiver. Obviously, you lose, you know, you lose a tight end in, in Janu, but, um, I mean, yeah, with with it being, I mean, I would hope that the fact that they gave him all that money is a suggestion by the Titans that they think he can be the guy to win them games, even if Derrick Henry might go down and get hurt. At least maybe yeah. maybe I'm reading too far between the lines, but to me, that would suggest that they think he can win games, no. maybe even if Derrick Henry isn't involved. Right. No, and I I do think I, I do think Tannehill is a very good quarterback like better than he probably gets credit for mm-hmm. uh, but I think he's also very good Absolutely. because he has that behemoth in his backfield like that is yeah. it, it's when you have a you have to game plan for him so much when, I mean he's such a right you know he's such a problem when you have a rhinoceros that you're handing the ball off to it makes throwing the football <laughs> even better because almost every single offensive play that they run is it's either a run or it's a play action because yep. and and that's one of the reasons why uh, Ryan Tannehill has had success and he had success last year with, with uh, AJ Brown and Corey Davis. And now mm-hmm. you replace Corey Davis with Julio Jones, like a generationally great talent at wide receiver. Unbelievable. The, and they already, and people don't realize this, but the Titans had the third best offense in the sport last year. 
for a, for a big chunk of the season, they were the, the top offense in the sport. Uh, and that, so if you take Julio Jones and you add him to that mix, yes, they do did lose John U Smith, who was a big factor, but they still have good run blocking tight ends and uh, yeah. Anthony Swaim mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, and, or Anthony Ferkser and uh, Jeff Swaim and love me some Ferkser. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's great, I, do, I really do. Just a, it's a great NFL name. Great <laughs> NFL name. That's exactly what I'm, that's how I feel. Like, even if I knew nothing about the Titans, I'd be like, Ferkser. Well, I got to draft that guy. My I got it. Yeah. I'd like, also, he's a late round tight end. <laughs> I know. I know this guy's not going to get a lot of looks in this offense, but we know from LA watching the LA Rams for so long, Josh Reynolds can play. And if he gives an opportunity on the field, especially if AJ and Julio are taking the safeties away from him, I think Josh Reynolds is a big factor that not a lot of people are looking at. And that's the thing. I think your Ferksers and your your Josh Reynolds are going to get a lot of looks just because of the other two guys they have in the offense. Austin, what do you what do you have to say? I I think the offense speaks for itself. I love the Julio sign the day it happened. Love AJ Brown. I, I also am in the same camp as you. As I think Tannehill is probably underrated overall as a quarterback, and Derrick Henry is that rhinoceros uh, that you speak of. But what about on the other side of the ball? How can you? What do you see in their defense that they really got shredded last year? And and, and, and do you think that unit is going to be better improved? I mean, Vrabel such a no nonsense dude speaking to our mutual friend Ryan Hurd smoking cigarettes on the golf course with a dip in I mean he's just such a tough dude like who, <laughs> how is yeah, how right. is that unit going to improve because they got shredded last year well and I you know I was kind of that's what I was trying to do I was like what I was doing was pulling the wool over your guys's eyes is like you know hey how about this offense huh and like trying not to talk about the defense because the defense last year was abysmal they what they had like the 28th ranked defense or something in the in the league they they were historically bad mm-hmm. on third downs too that was one of the biggest issues was i mean they if they could have just been half as good as they were on third downs they would have had probably a 15th ranked defense but yeah they were they 29th the in dvoa last year uh, on defensively yeah yeah so like they it was a it was a terrible defense and and honestly i think that was the biggest difference if because they they with as bad as their defense was they still went 11 and 5 last season and they still won the afc yep. south so if you have you got like, some you, names in your secondary, man, like you look down this list, like Kenny Vaccaro, Desmond well, the, King, Jonathan the, the, Joseph, Janoris the Jenkins. Janoris, These are guys who played Janoris everywhere. Jenkins is just a name. He's not a player. Right. Sorry to interrupt Austin here. Like, no, I, the, I know you're right, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying on paper. I'm saying the, the there's names on that defense. You're, that's exactly yeah, yeah. what I'm saying, Tony, that they're names. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they went out and uh, got Caleb Farley in the, I want to say, uh, I think it was the first, first round. round. Yeah. First round. Late, pick. Yep. late in the first round. But this is a guy, Caleb Farley. If he, I mean, he, yeah, he, he played, he didn't play last season and he had yep. a back injury. So that's like kind of like yep. the big question mark. That's one of the reasons why he fell so far, but if he would have come out of college two seasons ago, he would have been a top 10 pick like he, that, and it's kind of like John Robinson's trying to go with the route. He went with Jeffrey Simmons where, uh, I'm going to get a guy who was injured and see if I can get him. And hopefully if he's good and he can return to the talent that he was before he got injured, then he'll be, it'll be worth the pick. Simmons has done that. Simmons and Simmons has done good. that. Exactly. So it's, we're hoping that like lightning can strike twice with Caleb Farley. And so far in camp, he has looked really good. And so I, I'm thinking like, you know, with a guy with his size and athleticism and length, he has a lot of length, probably one of the biggest defensive backs, like from physical stature size that the Titans have had in a very long time. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that, I, I think that the defense will be improved. It's hard not to improve this defense. It's hard for them not exactly. to, to be better. They, they have, um, they brought in one of the low key underrated moves. I think they made it in the off season was on their coaching staff by bringing back Jim Schwartz. 
And I think Jim Schwartz will be able to bring kind of a veteran presence to this coaching staff, one that has been missed a lot since Dean Pease left. And um, he also I think could be skinny Romeo Cornell, but anyway, he, he could going. be. And look, yeah. and I know Jim Schwartz it, going to that head coaching job kind of brought some negativity to his coaching resume. But when he was last in Nashville, he was as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. He was they had one of the top defenses in the sport. Yeah. So it's. I, you, you added Bud I, Dupree I just, in the offseason, a little help in the, the pass rushing, which one. I think is a great addition. I love the addition of Bud Dupree. And Danico Autry from the Colts. Yeah, yep. so I do think they're defensive. And that was one of their biggest problems last year was their pass rush. They couldn't get any sacks. They couldn't get any pressure on the quarterback. Hard to believe with Jadavion Clowney on the roster, right? Like, <laughs> Yes, right. Oh, gosh. Jadavion Clowney, he leaves a bad taste in a lot of Titans fans' <laughs> yeah. mouth because he did nothing it's, last it's year. Pretty, it's pretty routine. Well, let, you're marrying the Titans. I'm Before I go them. to the other two guys, I want to present the other side of the coin here because the Definitely. Titans have a, a, a Vegas win total of nine wins on the season, even with the 17 games. And so does the Indianapolis Colts. Right. And listen, Indy last year was also a playoff team. They were also right there for the division lead at the end of the year. They also were an offense that was clicking pretty well at the end of the year with that young running back, Jonathan Taylor, behind one of the best offensive lines in football. And Phil Rivers just chucking it in the air deep to T.Y. Hilton <laughs> right. and whoever else was open. Yeah. On the other side, though... Indy has the defense. Indy has the playmakers. Darius Leonard and the rest of them can get after the ball on defense. And call me an idiot. I still believe Carson Wentz can do it. If he's healthy, obviously he has the ankle issue right now, the foot issue. He still uh, don't know if he's going to play week one for sure. They said five to 12 weeks, a weird window for that injury timeline. But again, Carson Wentz is a guy that I believe in. And if he is healthy, I think Indy is the team I'm going to marry in this division. They have a great home field advantage on that turf. I love the way this team is built. I love the way the GM has built this team around the players that they drafted. That's who they're paying rather than bringing in free agents, even though they have money to spend. Carson Wentz, to me, was the answer to the Phil of his problem last year I think Indy steps right in and that's the team I'm going to marry on this on this uh, in this division Schaefer the Sharp let's go to you break the tie here Tennessee or Indy unless you want to marry those Jaguars <laughs> I'm not even doing, doing that, that. I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with our uh I'm gonna go with our host here and uh and say I will absolutely marry the Titans for the simple fact of the the pre-mentioned quarterback issues for the Colts, Tony. I mean, look, the Titans do – you did say the Colts and the Titans do have the same uh, win total, which is correct. However, to bet the Titans over, you have to pay minus 175. Yeah. Colts are even money. To win the division, the Titans uh, are minus 105, uh, seemingly favored to win the division. And just like we, we had talked about with Austin, I mean, I, I, I love the Julio Jones sign. I really do. I think this is a guy that has a lot left in the tank. I think I think getting a, a – a, New change of scenery, that classic sports term, change of scenery, but also have being opposite AJ Brown, someone who idolizes him, and uh, I think they could really push each other. I love Tannehill, um, so it, it's really no brainer to me. I'm absolutely going to marry the Titans here. Dangles, do you agree? Or are you with me? I'm actually with you, Tony. Uh, I'm going to marry the Indianapolis Colts. This is a neck and neck thing. For this is not an easy call to make. I think you can make arguments on both sides, uh, and I think there's there's evidence to back them up. Um, for me, I think one of the things that sort of pushed it over to the edge to the Colts here, and something we haven't talked about yet, is that the Titans have a new offensive coordinator this yeah. year in Todd Downing. Arthur Smith is gone, and he was a big reason. Not to, again, the players you can't argue no, with a guy Arthur like Smith Derrick is Henry, a genius, but dude. He, he he was a really big. He ran a ton of play. Job. He run yeah. And he ran a ton of play action that that, that took advantage of Derrick Henry's strength and allowed them to open the pass game up. Todd Downing has a 
and year <laughs> experience right. as offensive uh, offensive coordinating in the NFL. And I think it was in 2017 when he was with the Raiders. Yes. Uh, so uh, and, and that I don't believe it, it was, was not a great, great it was uh, not a year great for year. them. They no. <laughs> they fell. So I'm I, just for the sole reason that I don't really know. I mean, look, maybe they adapt fine and it's like nothing changed. But you don't lose a guy like Arthur Smith and not feel it a little bit in the way the offense functions for all the reasons that you gave Tony. I'm going with the Mary of the Indianapolis Colts and I'm fucking the Tennessee Titans because they are still a very good team. They are the defending division champions, uh, and you have every right, especially and I'm, you know, as a Patriots fan, Mike Vrabel, I'm always going to count on a Mike Vrabel team. No, I'm right there with you, and the reason I, I put the Titans down to a fuck is the lo- loss of Arthur Smith. Dangles, you said exactly what my points were, but Drew and Austin, are you guys both fucking the Indianapolis Colts, and why do you have them picked as a frisky team? Well, Austin, I, ha- I hate to disappoint you, but apparently the West Coast Gamblers is a monogamous podcast, because if I had my choice, I would I would like to join a polygamous colony <laughs> with the Colts and the Jaguars. <laughs> Maybe a swingers <laughs> party, with a, action. yeah, with like like with a pineapple in the front yard. You know, I've heard that's a thing in California. I don't know. This is the first ever polygamous colony, because I, I kind of wanted both of them. I kind of want. I would love to see. Uh, I'd love to be in a in a in a closet with uh, you know Frank Reich and Urban Meyer, two Christian men. I'm sure that would go well. Yeah. However, I will say if I had to pick one based on my skepticism, the Jaguars, I will I will fuck the Colts. But if they're starting Sam Ellinger or Jacob Beeson and Wentz already has issues, I mean, either or, that defense is going to be fun, but that's going to be kind of my frisky, I have no idea team. Their defense is legit. I think Frank Reich is an excellent coach. I really, he gets the most out of his team. Um, but that's, if I had to pick one, uh, that's who I'm going to be uh, sleeping with in the biblical sense. Sorry, mom. Austin? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is tough because it's like, man. Like if this was like a one night stand hookup, it would one one thousand percent be the Jaguars just based solely on the fact of of Gardner Flint Minchu the second, the uh, AKA uh, Beowulf, which is what his grandfather his grandfather wanted to name wanted his name to be Beowulf. So like oh, the yeah. legend of Gardner Minchu alone with the jean shorts, the sensual mustache. Yeah. I mean, like I look at Tony, I just kind of want to jump through my computer screen right now and just like. Uh, like Austin, Austin, he's like Gardner Minshew mixed. He's like Gardner Minshew mixed with a young Ron Jeremy. <laughs> wow. In my opinion, I'm wow. not gonna lie. Wow, yes, yes. I, I, th- I think Gar- I think Gardner Minshew is this generation's Ryan Fitzpatrick. He has all the tools to be around the NFL for a long, yes. long time, and the legend continues. I, so to grow. I, that would be like I, what I would want to do. But if I'm like if I'm actually being like smart and 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 responsible with my decisions, then I am actually. I'm actually going to make love to the the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, nice. And the only reason I mm, I only want to you. make love with them is because I don't know if they're I don't know if they're ready to commit to a long term relationship. And that the main reason for that mm-hmm. is Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz and. And this is one of the reasons why I didn't choose them as my Mary, because I I thought I legitimately did think about it. It wasn't one of those things where I was like, oh, I'm just marrying the Titans because they're uh, amazing and I freaking love them and I'm a fanboy. I I love the I I do like the Colts, but Carson Wentz scares the hell out of me. Carson Wentz is a guy who has had a torn ACL and LCL stress fracture in his back, a rib hairline fracture and a broken wrist. Okay, he's been in the league for what, six years and that's that's his rap sheet. His his, his medical yep. rap sheet is longer than like a CVS receipt. Like this guy, I I just don't I can't trust him. I yeah. I can't trust him to be there at the end. Of the, if if Pete Wentz is the is the front man for Fallout Boy, Carson Wentz is the front man for Ruled Out Boy. All right, I just don't I don't like I don't like 
<laughs> I don't like him. Like I, I can't. Uh... And it was the same thing last year with Philip Rivers. Now credit, I, and I think Philip Rivers is even better than Carson Wentz. And and last year mm. they weren't able to win the division with Philip Rivers. So you you get in in my opinion an even worse yeah. quarterback than Philip Rivers. It, it makes it hard. And we all know in the NFL the entire team revolves around the quarterback. Their defense is very good, and defense can win you some games. Yep. They don't have to put up a ton of points because of how good their defense is. So that's the that's pretty much my main reason why I can only like I and it, it will be a very sensual. I'll light some candles. It will be uh, you know I'll spray some uh, Febreze. It sounds lovely. Yes, we'll make it, we'll make it special. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. I, I, again, call me a fool, but I'm still a believer that that MVP season is still in the body of Carson Wentz. And I could be wrong, and this year will prove it. Uh, let's move on, though. That's our marry. That's our fuck. That's our kill. Okay, Mrs. Crookson, we're done swearing for the podcast. Let's move on to the season win total and over or an under on one of the teams in this division. And I will go first because, again, I had the hardest time prognosticating for this division. As as Drew mentioned earlier in the show, I could not touch the Jacksonville line. The Houston line being four is too low. And then Tennessee and Indy are both at nine. So I have to go with the team I'm going to marry. Indy over nine wins. But I do think 10 and seven wins you this division. I don't think Tennessee or Indy are world beaters in the AFC this year. But I'm going with the over Indy, over nine wins in a 17-game season. That is my pick coming from Tony Squares. Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, where are you going? I've also got the Indianapolis Colts over nine wins in this division. I uh, I just I don't I, like I, how tied I, I am. I with know you in I this. know, but I I really just they're the most sure thing I think out of out of everything. If Carson Wentz is good, they the defense the defense can win win games for them. I think I, I, I'm going with you, Tony, for all the reasons you said. Colts over nine wins this year. All right, before we go to our resident sharp, let's go to our guest, Mr. Austin Huff. Do you have a win total bet for us this year? I and again, I wanted to go Colts because the Colts are the sure thing bet. Like that is the you want to bet. If this the is Colts. about making you money, yes, I want In to bet the on the Colts South, because I feel good about that. Yes. <laughs> for the last decade plus, it has been Colts. They have been the the surefire bet in the the AFC South. Yeah. But I just don't try. Like if if Carson Wentz goes down, I don't think this team is any good. Like offensively, yeah. I, and that's the yeah. thing that that really that really I, I struggle with. And based off of the Titans, I their win total being nine. That's they've had nine wins for the last five years, at least nine wins for the last four or five years. So I and last year they had eleven wins with a terrible defense. If your defense is even yep. slightly better than what it was last year, which it probably will be, then I think they're going to win probably 10, hopefully maybe 11 games this season. Now, with that said, the Titans have the, uh, I think the 13th toughest schedule in the NFL, which is the toughest of the Good, AFC yeah. South. The Colts are sitting there with the 23rd. Yeah. So the Colts yeah. have the easier route to get to nine wins. I'm just... I just don't, I, I, I can't, I don't trust Carson Wentz to stay healthy. And I think that's the reason why I'm going Titans. So the Tennessee fan who hosts a Tennessee podcast takes Tennessee over. <laughs> the man who doesn't like being a homer. Let's move on to the resident sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston. All right, boys. 
I've done a lot of digging in this, and, and like I had said to Austin, I really was prepared to bet the Titans, uh, not even based on our guest host here, but I really do like their season total. But like I said, I can't find a price that really matches up with my value. I see them at $1, dollar uh, minus 150, minus 175, even nine. And, and like Austin had referenced, you know, the AFC South, they, they play two divisions, as we know, the NFC West and the AFC East, two probably the toughest divisions in football. Uh, did not want to touch the Jags and certainly not the Colts. So, Tony, you know, we, we talked off air. That four, right, that under four for the Texans, that's, that is a really low it's number. Tough. And, and everything, everything that in my bones wants to see value in that and, and take the over. It's the NFL. It's the NFL. Well, listen, we all know what's going on with, this, with Deshaun Watson. There's no need to really talk or, or speculate on that. However, he's at camp. And the reason I think that's significant is, is for one reason. He's not practicing. He's there because he doesn't want to get fined. You can see it on his face. The joy has just been literally sucked out of his body. He's a distraction. He's not happy with the media. That can't be good for team morale. No. David Culley and basically yelling at reporters. Yeah, like, you know, he's not happy. David Culley basically, basically, you know, the uh, 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 a fallout guy uh, to a bridge now. And what did we see two times last year? We saw the Jacksonville Jaguars go one and fifteen. We saw the New York Jets go two and fourteen. I think this Texans year. When I'm looking at Tyrod Taylor, mm. Jeff Driscoll, and Davis Mills on a very, very bad roster, mm-hmm. I think this is almost a mere, a mere image of the Jacksonville Jaguars year last year to get that number one overall pick. A guy by the name of Oklahoma, Spencer Rattler, the consensus number one pick on McShay's big board right now. I really think this Texans team has a chance. And I actually, did, I actually did the math, guys. This is how fall. This is how bad the market has fallen on them. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who won one game last year, open up, open up on the road against the Houston Texans, and I fell out of my chair. The Houston Texans are three-point home underdogs against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Week wow, One. Damn. They are favored potentially. The Texans will be favored in one game this year. Uh, November 28th against the New York Jets. Who knows what the Jets will be that time? My best bet at even money, even money, under four, Houston Texans. I do like them to finish with the worst record in the league, have that number one overall pick. I think this is a good pick, guys. We just saw last year, like I said, with the Jaguars. I'm going to go Texans under four, best bet. I love it, my guy. You make a compelling case. It's just going to be hard to yeah. hard to swallow that one. But again, you're right. Is Houston going to be favored at any point this week? The number's going to scare a lot of people away. Four, like you said, it's going to scare, I think, a lot of people who might bet on it otherwise because it's so damn low. And guys, last last thing. We, we know they play their division. Like I said, they, they play the NFC West, which I see as eight losses. They play the AFC East, which I think is seven out of eight losses. Each team has two random games sprinkled in. What are the Texans? Road games against the Browns and the Cardinals. I don't like to win either of those games. I'm, I'm telling you, this is this is a three ce- this is a three win ceiling team. I think the under four at even money is a great bet. Yeah, they have the 15th toughest schedule in the NFL. Uh, the Texans do, and they're not good. Yeah, so that and they don't have anyone. Right. They don't have anyone. It, they've given away everything that was good. They've overpaid for people like Laramie Tunsil. They've made poor choices in the drafting. That place needs a fire sale. I think worse than any franchise. In but they have got. But they do have God. Jack Easterby is there. Oh, he is looking up above. Thank goodness. He, they do have God in the house. And they somehow, <laughs> I looked this up, they're actually the 40th worst team in the NFL. Don't know how that works out, but that's Houston <laughs> for you. But is, that's, is Spencer Rattler the number one? Uh, is he is he on everyone's big board for, to be the number one he, pick? He's number year? one right now on McShay's big board. R.I.P. Oh Spencer God. Rattler if he ends up in I, Houston. Have you guys seen his uh, Spencer Rattler's logo? Uh, no. you know, like with the name image likeness. No, is it bad? Like his his new, yeah. It looks it like a, a snake with a boner. 
Hey. I don't know how. I don't even know how that's possible. Oh, no, I gotta look it looks like a eye. snake with a boner. Don't tread on that, man. What can you say? <laughs> uh, but that is all we got for the AFC South. Mr. Austin Huff of Cork Bats and the Tighten Up Pod, we thank you for coming on the show. We're definitely going to have you on in the future as we get throughout the Please. seasons. Who knows? Yeah. There'll be a couple of Indy Tennessee matchups that we might need to have you on versus an Indy host. See if you guys can duke it out live yeah. on the air. But for Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston, for Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, my name is Tony Cavallo. We are the West Coast Gamblers, the only gambling show that makes you money. And tomorrow, we are coming out with our AFC West preview with a very fun guest, Mr. Fernando Ramirez. Looking forward to that. Pumped about the NFL season. It is finally here. And to our listeners at home, as always, thank you for listening. Oh, God, it does look like a snake with a boner. Lord. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Colby Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flojo. Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network.